Hey, clown, how you doing? Hey, man, how are you? Not too bad. Just sitting here at my desk in my studio at home. Where are you? Uh, someone told me you're in Texas. Yeah, I've been in Austin, Texas here for about 20 years. Uh, I grew up just north of Dallas in a little suburb called Plano. But, uh, yeah, Austin Austin's definitely the place to be if you're going to be in Texas. Definitely how about you? You're up in a... I'm in Des Moines. I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. I live in a suburb north, the most the most north uh, suburb of Des Moines called Johnston, kind of by the lake and stuff. So it's a good place to be. A lot of wilderness, a lot of recreational, a little more private, you know. There you go. Nice. You out there with yeah, uh, you got. Go ahead. I love Austin, man. I love Austin. It's uh, I, I haven't been there. A million times, uh, but you know, South by Southwest, and uh, then going through a couple times uh, when it wasn't so packed and stuff. Wonderful, wonderful city. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm afraid it's gonna look a little bit different on the other side of this quarantine virus issue because a lot of the local businesses are barely holding on. So I'm I'm a little worried some of the local flavor is going to go away, you know, by the time this all opens up again. Only the big box stores will be able to s- survive this storm. But, you know, we're, we're we're holding in there. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Life can't be stopped and money can't be stopped and absolutely in no manner at all can humans be stopped. So Local flavor may close down, but what's local flavor going to do? They're going to do what they do, and they're going to come back bigger and better and stronger. You know, I kind of tell people, <clears throat> I watched this special on Mount St. Helens blowing up, and <laughs> it's just like this amazing, amazing, like, worldly thing, you know. We look at it as like, oh, this is a problem. It, it, it stops my day. Well, don't build your house by there, you know what I mean? So it's like... <laughs> The special that I watched was more or less how the world comes back stronger, how the forest there and even the animals, all of it comes back uh, tenfold stronger um, because it's just what happens. It's, uh, we look at it as it being a negative thing. The world would never even know what the word negative means. So um, I try to be... I try to think of that. This is such a devastating time um, for everyone um, in all realms, but I can only hope and imagine that everybody's going to come back stronger because that's what life I, does, you know. I hope so. I hope it's like a little a little blip and it's not like a – I mean, say nature always comes back, but uh, there's no dinosaurs anymore, clown. We're, they're not walking around anymore. They, they, got, they got it real bad. Yeah, they. but that was a rock, man. It was quick. It was bang, <laughs> boom, out. You know, lights out. Rock hits, no sun, everybody's done. Only the people live, only the things underwater surviving, and we still have some yeah. of them today. We still have some of them today. So life, life's going to find a way, man. And unfortunately, you know, I don't know if it's a blip either. You know, it's been... It's been four months now, so it's. I think it's past a blip, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a weird thing, man. I try not to focus on it too much because it's so heavy on all of our lives, and I don't know if any of us, 
can understand the, the neighbor, you know, the person next door, what they're going through or, or what someone they know. I, I have a wedding to go to this weekend. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a thing uh, because venues have changed. Um, there's rules that are being installed, you know, um, in state right, or whatever. Right. You know, so it's weird. So, But anyway, that's that. Welcome to the Electric Theater. Um, Thank you. Appreciate. <laughs> Sorry to start on a down note there. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not on a down note. We're not on. A down, it's it's life. <laughs> it's reality. It's uh, my show here. If it is even a show, I don't even like to consider it a show. It's more or less. You know what I'm doing is basically a couple people getting together, having a conversation because they can, not because they can't, because they can, and generally. Uh, what I like to do is I like to go where no one else thinks I'm going to go because I've been doing what I've been doing professionally for 20 years, and I've done a lot of interviews with a lot of brilliant people, and very rarely do I get asked anything I want to talk about. So gotcha. well, that, that's a big frustration for me, and I know it's a big frustration for artists. Not all artists, not all people. But anyway... Welcome, and um, I was thinking, so I always have a little, I always go with my get, gut instinct, and I got onto this subject, oh, last week with someone, we were we were talking about more or less fantasy and role-playing um, games mm-hmm. and fantasy mm-hmm. and these sorts of things, and I got into a conversation about my mother, and my mother was a sci-fi fanat, just out of control. My mom could read the original copy of Dune in like some absurd amount of time, hour and a half, less than three hours, whatever. Read every word, no speed reading. My mom was just into that. And and I grew up, so what I've been thinking about with you is Mm -hmm. that there's this interesting thing in my, my mind growing up that, that I've witnessed on every piece of anything in this world, but mainly in art. And it's just, it, 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 it blows my mind that we don't understand it. And I want to talk to you about it. And what it is is, so here I am, five years old, you know, growing up, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, I start paying attention to my mom's books. They're everywhere. I mean, my mom's got shelving units made in different rooms to hold these books. Nice. Um, All science fiction, all covers of chicks that are just sculpted, (laughs) to say the least. Yeah, like old school Frazetta or Boris Vallejo art. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what what, what I want to talk about is how art moves so quickly from sort of a mixture. I want to call it a mixture. So you take the 70s and you take someone who is going to show you science fiction on a, uh, on a cover of a book and they display it away. And then the 80s come and it's got a little bit different and changes just like a hairstyle, just like fashion, just like cars, just like anything my my question is a lot of this crazy art from back in the day popular science comic books remember when comic books had the ads in the back like x-ray eyes and 
yeah. you know, shock someone's hand. And the way that stuff was drawn, the way that stuff was looked to get the human mind interested, everything was real strict, real straight. Everything had a, a personality. Everything, every drawing had a movement. And if they were selling bubblegum, you somehow felt that the drawing was chewing bubblegum. They did so well. And I'm not saying we don't do it now, but art moves so quickly into style, and I don't ever see it coming back. I'll see commercials go back to familiarity. I'll see movies go back. I'll see all sorts of art forms go back and touch on the past. But in illustration, okay, I don't see the next person doing the heavy metal art, you know, like literally mm. doing it with those colors, with those lines, with those ideas. They're doing it, but it looks absolutely nothing like it. They're using computers. They're using fillers, colors, not all illustrators. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying either is better, by the way. I'm, I like it all. Sure, I love sure. it all. So there's no better for me. There's different. I just want to talk to you about different. And you being an illustrator, you have to be a fan of something from an era long ago. And you oh, yeah. must incorporate a lot of what you love in what you do. But why don't you do exactly what they did? Is it a human feeling? Is it, of course, it's originality and humans are all their own person. Am I kind of making sense about oh, yeah. the evolution so, of it and how we don't go back and require it? I, I think what you're getting at is we're all influenced by the things we were into when we were younger. You know, I'm, I'm sure you have your, your musical heroes, your art heroes that you idolized when you were a kid. And for me, uh, you know, with my art growing up, I was really into comics. I'm still really into comics. I, I'm, I'm at the comic book store a couple times a month buying new comic books. And when I was a kid, I'll, I'll never forget my, my dad brought home a couple issues of this comic book called hard boiled, which was, uh, written by Frank Miller and drawn by Jeff Darrow. And I had been reading comics for a few years at that point, but the artwork in this comic and Hard Boiled was so like infinitely intricate and exciting and kinetic, and it just lit my little brain on fire. You know, I was probably 12 at the time, and I'd been drawing for a while. I just said, this, this is what I like. And so, you know, I grew up influenced by that. So as time goes by and I get contacted by these bands like failure or Metallica to do their tour posters. Um, and I, I don't know if your audience knows what I particularly do, but we, I own a silkscreen print shop here in Austin and we print posters for bands and they hire us to hire other illustrators and myself for my own talent. And just kind of taking that influence into the world of the rock poster uh, uh, for me, it was really uh, novel and fun to do. And, but, you know, that's, that's my influences. And, and the kids, you know, in my early 20s, I was uh, managing a small chain of comic book stores before I was a professional artist. And we had all these younger kids coming in buying uh, manga books, you know, these big collections of Japanese comic books. And so those kids now are all adults, and they're, a lot of them are professional illustrators. And you can see where their influences are coming from. It's all the uh, comics in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I don't know, it's just a, we're... We're constantly standing on the shoulders 
of the giants that came before us and we're always influenced by, you know, the world around us. Nobody's, no man is an island, especially when it comes to artistic style. So even though you might think an artist is completely original in thought and execution, they have their own set of influences that might be too obscure for you to know about, but that's informing everything they do. So yeah, does, it, does that make sense? Does that track for you as well? Oh, I, I completely agree because one way or another, you know, it's coming from Rembrandt or, you know, Goya or something, you know, it's, it's, it's coming. Everyone's influences are coming from anything that is the imprint from our child's eyes into our brain moving forward. So, yeah, the obscurity of where it's coming from. And I, I, I agree and I know that there's an evolution my 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 frustration is that no one requires the past like in illustrations specifically i you know i'm trying to talk about because mm, mm. familiarity familiarity in art is pleasant like in music you know if i'm working on a chorus or something and you know it's something i'm working on you know i i may go oh you know there's some familiar notes to this similar to another organization, right? So familiarity, mm -hmm. I think in art is fantastic because it's like a, it's a starting point for the human mind to grab a hold of, especially if it's something new, but it has a little familiarity. It helps you dive into it a little better in my opinion. But I just wonder, like I want to get my hands on art, by people today mastering the way things felt with their own flair, the way things were yesteryear. Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 I get fascinated with this because I do Polaroid, and there's, uh, you know, today's Polaroid, uh, if you can find it, you know, different brands, these things, uh, different chemicals, because a lot of chemicals are illegal to make, manufacture. Some chemicals in the actual process aren't even on earth anymore. So there are those things that move us in ways that we can't control. You know, like I oh, can't yeah. get this certain yellow, so I can't be inspired by this artist because he mastered this yellow, and now I can't get my hands on it. So there are those things. But I just wonder why we as artists don't need to fulfill what pole vault us in the first place. Well, I guess part of the issue with, you know, styles evolving and why, you know, so much has changed, you know, especially, you know, in, in your business with, you know, album cover art and all that. And I mean, so much of it has to be approved by committee that it's, Everybody wants to do something that's safe to get the most eyes on something uh, just because there's so much money and risk involved and, you know, just producing an album now that I feel like some art directors get scared or, you know, they, the clients or the suits or the money gets worried about anything being too weird or stand out or feel too much like a throwback. And I think it's a shame. You know, because the when you think of the old metal albums from when you were a kid, I'm sure, um, you know, a teenager, uh, it just the artwork comes screaming off the page at you. 
you know, the, the guy Skinner did all that amazing stuff from Metallica back in the day. And you're just like, yeah, this is, this stuff's rad. You know, you think of that, uh, appetite for destruction cover and how it's just, you know, it looks so weird and evil and sick when you're a kid and you're like, it almost feels scary and challenging. And I, I, I kind of like that. And it's, it's hard. Part of it might be that we're older now. I'm, I'm 43. I, I guess you, you just turned 50, right? Yep. So maybe we've seen it. <laughs> we've seen a lot of it and it's harder for us to get that kind of uh, bump, that juice when we see a piece of artwork because we've seen so much of it. And I, I think the trick is looking at things like we did when we were kids again with fresh eyes and trying to get inspired that way. I don't well, know. I mean, there's, there's, that, that's what I do. I mean, when I create, I shut my, I mean, you know, I don't go buy music anymore because it's horrible. There are so many horrible <laughs> bands, in my opinion, and there's so much horrible artwork. It's only my opinion. And I say horrible because the suits are involved, and the suits can say words like throwback. That disgusts me. Like, when you just said sure. that, I got ill. I got ill. I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and, and I also laugh because I've always been my own committee, man. Slipknot is right. its own committee. We don't ask permission, never have, never will. We do everything ourselves. We don't get scared, like you were saying. And that makes me, that makes me physically ill because that is what's going on. You got some, I call them smart shoes. You know, you got some smart shoes. <laughs> asshole who who's going to wear some shoes that work for artists and the suits like they're they're smart shoes you know they can they think they can fly in between both parties and navigate their bosses and and their people they work with and navigate through an artist's mind because they got to make it safe. They can't have a throwback. There's a committee. They, they need to put dollar signs. They need to move forward. It's hilarious because if you go on any of the circuits and just look at the plethora of art uh, from music and album covers together on a flat screen on some uh, pulpit of selling music and you look at it, it looks like going into a convenience store and seeing all the flavors of pop. I mean, look at when you go into a convenience store. They're stacking liquid from the floor to the ceiling. It's all the mm -hmm. same color mm -hmm. liquid. Green, clear, brown, blue, purple, red. But it's all packaged different. And your eye, you know, you're like, for me, I'm like Pepsi. Familiar. I love it. Screw all this other garbage, right? Why don't right. we do that with why don't we do that with art? I've I used to buy albums from the age of 12 to 21. I would buy albums because I would go to record stores and plow through bins of albums and I would have a stack of what I needed to get and what I wanted to get, but then there was always that what's next. I didn't have the internet shoving me algorithms, you know, I just say a word and boom there it is in my face. I don't know right. if the corporate worlds know that when they give me what I want quicker, I stop wanting it quicker. So like I'm, you know, I'm just out. So it's like when you brought that up, you know, just to see it irritates me. I'm like, wow, bands have committees. Bands have yeah. art directors that are, you can't use the word scared and have a title like art director. That makes me sick to my stomach. So, right. 
I'm sitting here, and I guess I'm getting wound up because I'm thinking about all the garbage I see in front of me, and that's exactly what it is. It's not necessarily the band. The band wants to live a dream. The band gets a deal. They think it's a label. It's really a bank. It's a facade. It's a lie right from the beginning. But mm-hmm. you, do sign a, you do sign a deal to sell albums. So, you know, shut up and let them sell albums. But you have to have a spine and know your vision. And maybe a lot of, maybe a lot of bands don't. I don't know. I don't know how many artists really want to take over their artistic vision in all uh, facets, you know, album cover, that's, lyrics, uh, stuff. Yeah. You, you, you're right. That's There's the issue. A... <clears throat> I find I work with a lot of artists. So, I mean, I started out, you know, drawing and painting just local coffee shop shows here in Austin. And then, you know, I, I built a business and now, you know, we have a shop and employees and clients and it just took off from there. So I, I did it all myself, but you know, like it's rare to find an artist that is both an artist and a business person that has their head about them to where they can protect their own artistic integrity and their financial best interests and still deliver an amazing expression of you know, music, art, literature. I mean, it's, you're right though. It, it is a, it's a racket in many ways because I've had friends who, you know, they sign deals, go out on tour and they come back from playing sold out shows, owing the label more than they made on the tour. They, they're essentially working for the company store at that point. And it's, it's not good. And it makes people scared to take risks because they're so, uh, financially on the hook and it, it's it's just the death of art in many ways in my in my opinion and that's why you know I, I I like working with the clients we get and every once in a while there's a client that just won't trust our vision and it just takes the life out of the project and it's very unfortunate but then sometimes you get people you know, I, not to bring them up again, but, you know, like uh, Metallica has been an amazing client because their art direction is essentially put some skulls and shit on there and make it look rad. And we're like, we can absolutely do that. <laughs> you know, that sounds fun. That sounds metal. That sounds great. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of all the work we did with them. There's other bands that we've done work with that I'm just like, that was a nightmare and I never want to work for them again. But the client's happy. Even if I'm not, I got a mortgage and kids. So be it. Like the money's green, but it's not as artistically rewarding as uh, it should be. Um, yeah, I, I think the problem, the problem is always is capitalism. I think is uh, everybody's got to make money off their art, so then they kind of like angle it towards the middle of the road to where they can make sure they sell it, and it's just a, uh, it can be very disheartening. But then you see I amazing wonder, stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess I wonder why do you have to make money on art? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, um, it's such a crazy world art, you know, and like you're, oh, yeah. the way, the way you're bringing it up and, it, and you're right, man. It's, uh, I, oh man, I, I, I want to stop it. You know, that's been like my goal. That's been my nightmare. My whole career is that like, you know, I live for art, you know, whatever. And that's a really bullshit word to me anymore because I drop it so much and I don't even know if people understand what I'm talking about when they use that word it's like they start using it like the word yes and it's like wait a minute (laughs) don't OB 
Obi-Wan Kenobi me, you know, so <laughs> art, art's pretty out there and it's my whole life and I just can't stand, you know, how organized the world of music is and the whole idea of buying individual songs and we're just getting further and further away. You know, we'll, we'll go in, we'll spend a bunch of money recording an album and I'll sit in a room for months and months and months listening to it in high depth, you know, just listening to it like we record it just in just the best way. And then we'll, you know, we'll go get it mixed and spend a bunch of money and we'll go get it mastered and spend a bunch of money. Then we'll <laughs> hand it over to some pathetic place that will put their own codec on it and not even tell us about it and tell us what it is in case mm. we want to correct it and it's all made to save space it's all made so the plethora of the catalog can be put up and we can save space because if we do high def you know it's going to cost more it's going to take more space and if we go low def we can get 10 to 1 you know well guess what i'm not buying any of it and the new kids that are being born in the world maybe they are congratulations all people of the world that made the new world for money we're all going to die and we left nothing but bullshit you know what i mean so i'm looking at things right now and I'm looking at 50 album covers right now and not one of them is original. Not one of them is anything that is worth investigating in. And, and it's like you said, they're worried about throwbacks. They're worried about mm -hmm. throwback and they can't even come up with original ideas right now to help the world move forward. Do you find that a lot with you? I mean, do you, do you, do you have inspiration and then do it and someone's like, no, too risky, too yesteryear, too, too misunderstood? Or do you, do you, are you required to play it more safe and you're smart and you know that and you just play it? When I say safe, I just mean there is a business behind it. We do know. Sure. When I was coming into the business, there was practice uh, standards and practices. I couldn't show a gun right. in a video. I couldn't show a gun in a video. I couldn't point a gun at someone. And if I did point a gun at someone, I'd have to show that that someone lived. Okay? So hmm. there were standards and practices. So I couldn't even bring certain ideas. I couldn't even bring them to the table because they weren't going to happen. So I know all about it. How do you bring things to the table? Well, you know, it, a lot of the stuff we do that I get hired for uh, is generally low stakes in that it's a poster for a night for one show. And, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe they want three or 4,000 copies of that poster if it's a stadium tour, but it's not going to define or ruin the band. So we do get – and that's why I like working in this niche – is because the stakes are lower, you can get more brave and do more weird ideas and fun stuff. Um, and fun for me can sometimes be like just crazy shit. It's just, uh, oh, I should ask. We, we can curse on this podcast, right? I didn't even bother to ask. 100 fucking percent. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, normally, I normally curse like a sailor, so I was trying to keep it clean. Um, it's all good. But, it's all good. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so we have this creative space we can work in uh, where because the stakes are low, we can take risks. And if you get that unicorn client who will let you 
just run wild with something, you can turn in something really fun. Um, other times, the client says, we, this is exactly what we want, or they have their very own strong art direction, which then you get to play in their world, which is fun. So we did some work for Muse, and uh, they were like, well, this is our the art direction. We want like this kind of 80s synth, crazy neon color. I was like, I know an artist that's going to be able to nail this, and he did, and it was great work. It was fun. Um, but they're coming to you with an idea, and then you get to play in their playground. Other times, I like when people come to us and they say, we need you to build that playground for us. You know, we want to sh- you to show us where you like to have fun and make it work for us. And, uh, yeah, it's just exercising different muscles, you know, different artistic parts of your brain that, um, yeah, it, it, it's so hard to say there's any one uh, size fits all with this kind of problem artistically. But, um, yeah, man, it's uh, so I, I did listen to quite a few episodes of this show to prepare for this interview because I, I want to know what you were about, what kind of stuff you do. But so you, you have been doing your own album covers for a while, though, right? I did all of our album covers from the beginning, all of them. Wow. So that's great. So you've been able to visually define the look of Slipknot since day one. Like that's and it, it's a well, giant band, you know? Yeah, like that's well, amazing. It's no one it's no one's right to do that. It's our right. It's in in anyone that knows us from the very beginning they will tell you that. I'm not proud of the way I acted when I was younger, the way I believed that I needed to act in order to get it done, but I'll tell you what, if I would have acted any other way it wouldn't have got done. I I quick story, <laughs> we we did a we did a we, I was nice, and I, I accommodated the thought of, you know, entertaining what people thought was professional for us. So we had some people turn in what they thought our first album cover could be, and we had already turned in. We had already turned in um, and had it, and something that I worked on the, the first, uh, the first album cover of us in my garage, that photo was taken by my mentor, Stefan Seskis. And he took that photo in complete darkness in like 15 minutes, uh, <laughs> walking around flashing what he wanted to see. So that photo right. is very, very artistic in technique and and mindset you have to stay the course it's something he and i pre-proed for a while and talked about and looked and did tests and these sort of things so anyway i had turned that in we had already had that there were things that needed to be done to it because you know that album cover's got a, a, a whole podcast just for itself there are so many things going on with that album cover that people just don't know um so anyway i entertained the idea because, you know, you, you, you do want to navigate through everything correctly. And quite honestly, when I was navigating through, in the beginning, we were nobody. It was just a belief sure. system on our half and then the suits on the other half. And they wanted to, you know, they really wanted to corral us. So anyway, I entertained it. Some things were handed in. I still have all those things that were handed in today still as a reminder that no one outside of our thought process is allowed to come in. Now, 
That's going to change as life goes on. As I meet people that understand, I have people all the time now doing artistic things for us that you see that they do on their own because they've, they've worked with me. I've told them the score. We love art. They're good at it. We, we know what the brand is. And then I like their art. I love art. I love other artists. I don't like the committee. I don't like yeah. anybody who wants to bring up the word scared, you know, especially in a label sense. If you're scared in a label and you're working with me, you're going to get eaten up mm-hmm. and spit out. Right. So I still have all these black, you know, little foam boards with, with potential album covers. And none of them, in my opinion, I mean, I'll throw them up. Let, let you look at them. You tell me what's the generation of Slipknot you wanted to grow up with. You tell me. And it won't be because it's what we presented to you. You'll get it right away. You'll be like, huh, this is what they wanted to present and roll forward for them because that's what they do is take over and tell bands what to do, and all bands follow suit. They just follow suit because they want to be rock stars. They want to be on stage. They want this, 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 all this mindset. So a lot of that they give into. And we all know this. And if you don't think you did, you do. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I just never did. I just never did and don't have to because this is my life. And I think that's why when I was growing up, I read stories about Van Gogh, you know, doing portraits to pay for bread and wine and rent. Uh, never to buy fancy things, just to just to eat. So you get hired right. to do portraits portraits of babies, and then the, the the parents would be like, "This baby is absolutely ugly," and Van Gogh would look them right in their face and go, "Your baby is ugly." And <laughs> that, that's what's up for me, man. That's what's up. That's art. You want me to paint your baby? I'll do it. Here it is. It is ugly. There it is. So. That's art to me is the realism of the output in one person's subconscious and another person's trust to in consciousness, look at this thing brought out and accept it and maybe move it. I mean, that's what cars are. That's what condos are. That's what umbrellas are. It's everybody's idea of what we think we need. And it's really beautiful when we accept It's like you said, appetite for destruction. The thing that you said that really turns me on is that it looks challenging. You wonder if you Mm -hmm. should get this. You should I get this? You know, is this going to fuck with me? Like, what? What? What are my parents (laughs) going to say about this? What are? What am I going to get judged for this? You know, is this somewhere I want to go? That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It to me anyway. Just, just to me, man. You know, so. I mean, growing so I, where I grew up, it was a, it was a pretty uh, you know conservative Christian area of uh, Texas, and I remember you know in the '80s, anything metal was just considered evil and scary, and it's like there's the whole satanic panic of the eighties and, you know, role-playing games are going to rot your mind. And, you know, comic books are right on that bubble too. And it's that kind of, um, you know, dangerous media, that idea of something being a dangerous album or a dangerous movie, you know, uh, it was just so appealing and like secret as a kid that, that, uh, 
you know, it's, it's hard to find that, uh, like I said earlier, that bump again, that kind of that juice of like, Oh no, what is this? What am I going to see? You know, what am I going to hear if I buy this album and take it home? You know, is it going to, you know, hypnotize me or something, you know, like that kind of, that fear in consuming somebody else's artistic message, uh, is just so enthralling to me that, uh, and, and I think comic books in particular are, are one of those rare mediums where you get the most unfiltered uh, art in that it's only a couple people working together. You got an artist or a writer, or sometimes the artist and the writer is the same person and they get their vision out almost completely uncensored. And I think that's why that medium story appealed to me so much. Um, like that book hard boiled I got was just so, uh, violent and hyper real and sexual that, you know, as like a 12 year old, it just felt like, you know, I'd killed God or something just by reading it. It was so, uh, disturbing, but uh, exciting at the same time. Um, Oh, that, that reminds me, there was something I did want to bring up. I did see that you had, uh, you were the director on the officer down movie. And yes. uh, Officer Down definitely has its roots in Hard Boiled. So if you hadn't checked out uh, Hard Boiled before, I, I highly recommend picking it up because uh, uh, they're they're of the same they're of the same uh, kin. You know, they're 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 clearly uh, pulling from the same ideas. Uh, I, I think you dig it. I think you dig it a lot. I'll definitely but, check that out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, man. It's it just finding that kind of unfiltered rawness in storytelling and art and music. It seems to be harder now. It's funny with the internet, you, you have the world at your fingertips, all the media you could ever want to consume, but finding something that is truly revolutionary is almost harder, even though everything's available. And um, yeah, I don't know what's causing that. <laughs> Again, it might just be, you know, I'm a middle-aged man with children. <laughs> now and it's like there's not many things more scary than having kids so it's kind of hard to get uh as freaked out anymore but um yeah no it's it's fun to to kind of chase that uh ideas and feelings you had when you were a kid yeah i like that i try to i try to open myself up to what my life has been and you know recognize that i'm in a zone and try to move forward in some familiar way, but more original as original can be onto the moment. You know, I definitely don't make scratch like I used to in theory, you know, looking at it, but everything I do I feel is from it. And I feel like it's it's like it's just some like trail in space. You know, I feel like the boom happened here with me and everything is like this space dust that you can follow the trail. I feel like that's where I'm going. You know, I feel like everything <laughs> I do is from where I've been, but it's different because like you just said, I got kids too, man. Right. It is scary. It's the, it's the, it's the worst and best thing ever, you know, uh, because oh, it's yeah. the worst because it's the worst because no one really told you about it. And there's no manual, and it, and when you have kids, you realize it is the most important thing on life, more than money, more than God, in my opinion, more than mm -hmm. anything anyone wants to talk to me about. It's the ability to give life and nurture life and be there for reward and acknowledgement and these things, you know. So, 
I tend to make art more of the feeling of where I'm at with my family and my life and my frustrations and my loves, but I don't, I definitely don't, I don't feel like I have that, that prodding iron that's just burning that I want to stick in people and it's left. I don't know. You know, it's interesting how we ourselves as artists do change a lot too. Um, I, I don't make a lot of aggressive stuff much right now because I just see too many people blatantly try to say things and it's not interesting to me. And I don't know if it's interesting to anyone. I, I, it has to be because things sell and things are big, but I just see people blatantly trying to be disturbing on an album cover or trying to get something out of you. And I'm like, I can turn on the TV for five seconds and be more disgusted than this. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. Like, I, yeah, the news is know. pretty. Uh, yeah, the news itself is pretty horrifying. Yeah, that's yeah, a good so point, man. You know, it's 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 tough to be anything in this world right now. You know, I've uh, during this time I've chose to be. I've talked about this a lot on my show. I've chose a lot to be manual. I'm 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 just being. Um, as manual as I can going out and just using my muscles and my knees and trying to remember what it's like to work and have to work. And I work, I mean, I say that because I love what I do, so I don't feel like Mm -hmm. it's work, you know, but I have things I need to do, like a couple dead trees need to get cut down you know first the trees got to come down and saw it in rounds and split it in logs and stack it in cords and you know wrap it what else you know it's like a lot of manual stuff is helping me get through and it's also helping mix the the temperatures and colors in my mind of new things you know new new ways and 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 things that I want to display in the future have you have you guys, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get personal or, or whatever, mm. but because music is kind of, you know, like, like life, but uh, touring and bands and things, people aren't touring at the moment um, on a grand scheme. Um, have you seen this? Have you felt this? Uh, I certainly have because, you know, I've canceled like three things already. Um, yeah. We're talking, you know, months stuff, you know, weeks and months. And, and so have you have you felt this uh, come oh, absolutely. into your life? Yeah, like yeah. We, we just did a, a big uh, print run for uh, Lumineers. They, they commissioned me to do a poster for them. We printed it out of my shop. And we shipped the last batch of like, 2000 posters to them for a tour that's now never going to happen, you know, or, or been delayed indefinitely. And, you know, all our clients, uh, you know, nobody's touring, you know, we, we produce Metallica's VIP tour poster series every year. And that's a big part of our business. You know, we got employees and, you know, health insurance we pay for and, you know, retirement accounts and <laughs> for our employees and all that stuff. And it, it's, it's a scary time, man. It's like, like you're saying, like nothing's more scary than the news. Like, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street's cool, but have you seen my tax bill? Like, it's it gets really real real fast. Um, yeah, we, you know, we do a lot of business online with selling artwork. You know, we work with, uh, you know, I was working with this artist Bernie Wrightson, um, who uh, is the creator co-creator of Swamp Thing. If you ever if you know that character yeah. Swamp Thing, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I was working with him before he passed. I'm still working with his wife. And, you know, 
his stuff sells very well. keeps uh, keeps our lights on for both me and uh, his uh, his uh, widow there. And um, yeah, we worked with uh, Frank Rosetta State on producing screen prints. He's he probably painted some of those fantasy and sci-fi novel covers that your mom had. You know, uh, so there's there's still you know plenty business for us to do. It's just we had to pivot because you know we also do a lot of conventions, comic conventions and art fairs, and those all are indefinitely postponed. So it's a uh, it's it's change or die time. You know, like it's it's time to figure out the next thing because the old stuff isn't cutting it right now. But right, you know, I'm I think also that, getting to spend a lot is... of time with. That is a fascinating thing that's going on is the challenge of all this, the human challenge to maneuver, in my opinion, what the problems we made for ourselves. We made all this. We made money a priority. We made all of it. We made it. And then so many people, this is just slapping I mean, I canceled tours, so I'm it's not like I'm trying to talk to you like, you know, this is a thing. I I'm hurting because I don't like to let down kids, our fans. Yeah, man. Sorry, I, you know I can't stand it. Like we, as a as a, a as a culture, I mean, I'm just like, I need to be with them. I need, they need to be with me. I need to be with them because that's how we get through the week. It's how we get through the month. It's how we get through the year. It's how we get through life. It's why I chose to do what I do. Is because I get to mix and mingle with the people I love, my culture, and I get to watch them, you know, just bring it so they can go to work for the next month. You know, they need it, and I need them. I need their energy. They need my energy. We're in it together. It's still my love, and now it's all getting canceled, and it feels like, wow, you know, the things that are required aren't even going to be there. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. even thinking about all the politics or the, the monetary aspects or the business of it. I'm just thinking about the isolation everybody has and, and, and just how much most people aren't going out or, or won't this or won't that. It's like, this is a big thing, man. You know, it's a, uh, but I think it's gonna, I think we're going to come back bigger than ever, man. I really do. I think we're just going to come out yeah. swinging. And one, uh, one of the interesting one of the most interesting things is is the uh, it's showing the limitations of our digital lives. In that, early on, people were like, "Oh, it's fine. We have social media. We have Zoom calls. We got all this stuff we can do to remain in touch." And that got real old after a month or two, where it's like, "Well, damn, man, I just really want to be in a, a crowded club with some people watching a band. You know, I want to I want to go to a bar and talk to some stranger and find out what their life is about." And all this stuff that just can't happen now, like uh, the social media, Zoom interaction, it was, it was like a methadone. It wasn't the real thing. It wasn't really getting you there. You know, it's, it's like uh-huh. you need that, you need that uh, physical proximity because like it or not, we are, you know, social creatures and we need those like experiences of a music festival or a concert or a, even a gallery show or just going to the damn grocery store without being afraid. You know, and it, it's, um, I don't know, it, it showed for me the limitations of uh, what we were actually getting through social media. And, and if anything, I, I took that stuff off my phone uh, since this pandemic started because I was, I was uh, mainlining that stuff all day because that was the only way to interact with people and it just wasn't healthy. So, yeah, well, I, I do, that, I do that's think. That's awesome. 
That's awesome that you recognize that, and I think everybody's recognizing that, including the morons who who install it all. The the the, the keep mm-hmm. it moving because you know they got to pay their bills. I'm not pointing the finger at any one person. We're all humans here. No one's an alien. No one's a monster. We're all just humans making decisions. But even the humans making the money on that know it's not worth the shit. You know what I mean? So I do believe you're absolutely right. I do believe we're going to come out of it with a much lesser need of escaping into this world because good luck. Okay, you've been in the pandemic for four months and you sat in your room on the Internet driving yourself crazy with news and did nothing. Mm Didn't didn't right. knit that blanket you wanted to knit. Didn't didn't <laughs> paint the basement. Didn't even spend time with your kid that's in the next room on the internet. Like wake right. up, you know. <laughs> so this this is a this is a crazy time for everybody for everything, you know. So um um I, I have you know, to blah, yeah, blah, I have blah. to be optimistic. <laughs> I have to be optimistic because you know I have kids. I have to believe tomorrow is going to be better. Or else, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like we have right. to make this absolutely better on the other side. Well, listen, yeah. I know, I know, I was, I know, I was weird with it, and and see, art gets me going. So, like, the tone of this conversation may seem like a little aggressive and whatever, but everyone knows. <laughs> like, I just, I get angry. I get angry when. I get passionate and angry when we talk about art because it's all I live for and and am part of it. So, you know, this whole thing has been good because I don't normally get to go where I normally like to. I like to poke, you know, I like I like to poke at everyone that's guilty. You know, why not? You're you're guilty of doing this. I'm going to bring it up and I'm going to bring it up to the world and you're going to be responsible for your responsibilities. So, yeah. Um, uh, but like you were just saying, and I was just saying, I mean, we're going to come back, man. It's just, it's that Mount St. Helens story. I'm telling you, people were just, it devastated. I mean, I remember in school, them stopping class and pulling in a TV on a cart, showing the mm-hmm. mountain blowing up. You know, I, it, it stopped a lot of things back then. But the thing is, is if you watch the specials, the trees came back better, like the eco, the, the streams clean. Like, it's just amazing to learn that, like, life is moving, man. It doesn't remember your movie. It doesn't remember the comic book. It doesn't remember my music. It, life doesn't know. It just, the tree still grows, and one day it'll get knocked down, and another tree will, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing we're all experiencing called life. But... Now we're starting to navigate through some more obscure ideas of it. It's pretty, to me, it's fascinating because we as people, as, you know, a life form have to, we have to adapt. You know, we got to, we got to move through this. And I think we will. I think everything is going to be great. Like you said, I think we'll just figure it out, you know, but it takes us, right? I mean, look, if we were all doing what we needed to do right now for it, there would be no problems. But right. there still are problems. Every day, day I go on, it seems like the same thing's being said. Government's calling for, you know, more stricter to do this. And it's because humans are going out and maybe taking their ideas upon themselves of what can be done and not. And I'm not sure which is right or which is wrong. But we're going to keep paying for this until we, as humans, take care of it. 
you know, and taking care of it is abiding by whatever it is we need to abide by to make it go away. So yeah, well, I mean, other Japan figured it out. You know, they 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 got it worked out. So if we just do what they did, I think we'll be fine. Well, it's just we're not. We're not going to be able to do what they did. I'm going to tell you why. Right. Japan, we, we were talking about it last night. Japan is one of my favorite places on earth because of the people. They are probably yeah. some of the greatest people on the planet earth. And I, and I say this, I only say this because they work it together. Mm-hmm. They work it together. And if, you, and if, if they don't like working it together, they won't let you know because that's not part of it. They're not self, right. you know what I mean? They're like, they're in it together. I first saw someone wearing a mask 20 years ago when I went to Japan. And I laughed yeah. at that person. I laughed at that person until the interpreter told me why they do that. And I was humbled. I, I was put on my knee and I was like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> and she explained how they work so hard and they can't afford to get other people sick because the cost of living is so much, and it's just like you, you cannot get other people sick. You can't do it. Yeah. People rely yeah. on having to work, and that's exactly what was told to me 20 years ago, 19 years ago, whatever. And that's what's going on. We have to do these sorts of things, but you're right. They do have it figured out, and it takes all of us you know, really actually coming together to really make a big move on this thing, I think. So... Yeah, we're, we'll get there. Anyway, it's just, it's, it's yeah. gonna take some time. We'll, we'll get there. Let's end on a let's end on a on something different. Like what what's some of your favorite art in the world? Doesn't necessarily have to be an illustration or a comic book, but what what do you love? What do, what what gets you off? Oh man, I mean, you you mentioned uh, Dune earlier. It's funny. I'm looking at my uh, uh, it was a portfolio edition of a uh, Dune hardcover here, and it's just a. Uh, I don't know. I, I just love being able to explore a world created completely in somebody else's headspace. You know, it's so yeah, right. Uh, and you, you can like disappear into it, but it, you also you can learn about the world around you. And I don't know. Like reading for me is it's like an empathy machine. It puts you in somebody else's shoes and experience the world through somebody else's viewpoint. And I find that to be you know deeply rewarding. You know, I feel like the world would be a better place if a lot more people read, you know? Um, yeah. As far as like recent art, man, I, uh, you know, I'm a big comic book nerd and, you know, one of my favorite books has always been Watchmen. And when I heard that HBO show Watchmen was coming out, I was real nervous. It was like, there's no way, there's no way they can ever touch the original. And I watched it and I was floored by the quality and the places it took me and the different viewpoints because you know, suddenly the lead character is a, a black woman, and that just changes the entire outlook of that universe and how it's just you could tell the writer's room is a very uh, different and diverse place than the, the guys who made the comic. And it was such a, uh, I don't know, uh, it just felt different and more vital than, uh, you know, a lot of film or TV I've seen in a long time. Just kind of blew my mind. But, you know, gosh, as far as art goes, like just paintings, there's a, there's a painting of icebergs in the Dallas Museum of Art, and I could just disappear into that thing for hours. It's just this beautiful landscape without a touch of humanity in it. And you just you feel like you're on an alien world 
transports you. Love it. That's yeah. That, I imagine that a lot of blues and whites and deep, you know, stuff. I imagine that it's just breathtaking. Yeah, lots of great greens in there. And yeah, no, it's just a yeah. And I never know what's going to hit me. You know, you just get caught by something. Um, there was a piece I saw at uh, in New York at uh, one of the museums there, and it was a uh, beach scene. Somebody sitting under an umbrella, and they're just their their foot sticking out of the umbrella as the sun's coming down and just their, their big toe is illuminated by the light. And I remember as an artist just being stuck on that, like the, the choices made to have that shadow not cover the foot entirely, just have the foot stick out of the shadow. And just like, I don't know, it was such a wonderful little human touch that, you know, unlike a photograph, you know, it's, it's somebody had to sit there and think about it and paint it and just make it happen. And that attention to detail uh, just like really tickled me, just stuck with me. I was like, man, I love this painting because of that toe right there. Look at that toe. <laughs> Such a small detail, but just set my brain on fire for a couple hours. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I've been, um, I've been uh, really enjoying, like I watch young hip hop, you know, like just mm-hmm. young generation of it and just see how they're explaining their world around them. You know, I think it's fascinating. I don't necessarily feel like they do but are anything you know but i'm just i remember being younger you know and remember my angst and the color i wanted to vibrate out you know so i like to look at a lot of video right now because people can be expressive and uh i think so much has been laid on the line in the last you know 20 years that people really have to try and dig deep and sometimes you can stumble across some pretty fascinating um concepts you know so that's what i've been doing absolutely just a lot of film a lot of film and a lot of video and short stuff just genres that i normally would never even watch to just you know check out well uh what's the weather like down there right now hot it is hot (laughs) it's probably around 98 yeah. Oh, that is Not, hot. Yeah, we we're we like the sun here. My wife and I we're boat people, so you know we like the sun. But it hasn't got past ninety one, and it's only been a couple days. But you know, eighty three to eighty seven last month or whatever. But yeah, that's I love Texas, man. I uh, I spent a lot of time down in Dallas, uh, and uh, you know I toured, and you know been down to El Paso, been to McAllen. Uh, mm-hmm. There's all kinds of all kinds of crazy places. Back in the old days when we tour, we would swear to God we were in another country because we do Texas for like two weeks, and it just it just didn't seem like we were ever leaving or getting anywhere because we were just <laughs> in Texas forever. And it was like yeah, but that's how I got to know it. And I love I love Texas, man. I love Texas. Yeah, it's a so it's very flat. If you go out uh, far enough west, it's just desert as far as you can see, and it's like being on the surface of Mars. And uh, I just love it. It's just so strange and weird and different biomes every 100 miles or so. It's just uh, a lot of diversity and uh, flora and fauna. I dig it. Me too, man. Well, listen, I always tell everybody uh, I'm going to definitely get back on the phone with you in the not-so-far future just to pick up where we – we left off, and I know we'll we'll pick up somewhere completely different. 
Um, I was going to say before we go, just let the Lumineers know I'll buy one of those uh, posters. Uh, they're, <laughs> nice. they're now obscure rarities. They're yeah. They're literally. I mean, everyone goes on tour and sells posters, but no one goes on tour and cancels and has a poster that doesn't mean anything to me as an art collector and an art lover. I want one of those. I want one of those posters that never is going to come true because it's just got the, a different date on it. That will help me, you know, so I'll take one of those. If they go to sell them, let them know. So that would be, that'd be definitely a prized possession there. Um, so keep keep going, man. I hope things pick up, and it will. And keep your positiveness. And um, yeah, we're 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 going to be good clown. And hey, I really uh, I'm thankful and honored that you you chose to talk to me today because it was uh, when I got the call uh, email from your guy, and uh, I was like, well, this is weird. I, I I didn't ever imagine I'd be talking to clown from Slipknot. And uh, well, after listening to a few episodes, I was like, man, he's a he's a good guy, and he. He's just looking for answers in this messed up world. And like, I could totally relate to that. That's all it is. And really, honestly, I feel bad that, like, you know, you're an artist, you know. And I, I, a lot of people that I've talked to, they're all artists, you know, in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you and I, we got to, uh, you know, we got to, like, oh, I debated whether I wanted to bring up the suits and, the, you know, the, the, the um the left brainers, you know, it's like, I, I didn't right. know. Cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to get any artist mad and I don't want to be like me, but I feel like I have uh it's a priority in my life to constantly be how I was for the newer generation. And if they can tune in and hear a little bit of my angst and frustration about what you said and what you said is these people are scared and they're worried about the throwback. I mean, I want the new generation to hear that so they can stand on their own two feet when they're taking on these wannabe lions. You know what I mean? They're really hyenas. Yeah. And it's like, you got to <laughs> be strong. And you know what? If you believe in your art and you can convince them you believe in the art, they will stand by you. But not very many people believe in a vision enough to stand on their own two feet. And unfortunately, the suits... They do it. Have to. They have to maneuver it. They got to make the. They got to get. They got to get the return, man. You know. So. Yeah. It is what it is. You can't have one without the other. And uh, and and to you know to be honest, I have a lot of label people that I love. You know what I mean? There's a oh, lot sure. of great people. You know, my um, my manager was my very first product manager. So he's been. I, we've been together in this career since day one. So no one knows my product better than this gentleman because uh, he, he had to deal with me, you know, when I was nobody. And I just, they were like, fuck you. And I'm like, fuck you. And we did it. They believed in me. I believed in them. And we made it happen. So I have, I don't want to be like, sound like I just hate everybody. They know who they are. The people that are getting mad about me talking about it, they know who they are, and they know they're guilty. The rest of them, we're all good. But, uh, yeah, man, hey, I'm going to check out your site. I don't usually go download everybody's life before I talk to them because that's just not me. Sure. But now that we've talked, I'm going to go check it out, and we'll definitely have to do a poster together, man. Maybe you can um, – Maybe you can do one for me for the electric theater, and I'll just tell you right now, you talked to me, you saw a little bit of what it was, you just answered it with, hey, he's just trying to get some answers. 
make me an electric theater poster about that. You don't have to worry about dates, and we'll do a little thing together. So I'll go look at some stuff, and maybe I can think of something. We'll do a, a really uh, uh, a really intricate, rare, one-of-a-kind thing dedicated to Dune, Texas, glaciers, and <laughs> I guess the clown and electric theater. But uh, we'll do something, all right? Hey, clown. Totally into it. Thank you, sir, very much. Hey, well, thank you, and keep it up, man. Keep slinging art. Keep keep taking care of people. Keep moving it, and keep doing what you're doing, man. Just understanding that we got to motivate. So it was a pleasure, and um, next time we'll, I don't know, we'll talk about sports or something. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a good day, man, and just keep going and enjoy your children, and we'll talk soon. Same, same. All right, Clem, thank you.